You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. Welcome back to Run It Back. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, with you on the Kansas City Sports Network. Man, we're going we to we cut out the BS. We, gonna, we, we know why we're here. Y'all know why I'm here. You know why you are here. Because K-State Volleyball. Bro, they did the damn thing. They did the damn thing. We talked about it last week. I wasn't, I honestly, I'll say I wasn't going to be fully sure if they'd be able to pull this out or not. Because they were consistently inconsistent. But the most consistent thing after they lose a couple, they turn out to win a couple. It don't matter who the hell is across the net from them, too. It's K-State Volleyball. Not only did they beat number four, Texas. No, 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 no. Not only did they do that. They swept the mugs. Three. Sarah. Number, number four, number, what was it? Number three, number four. Number three in the country, Texas. Snapping a 39-game losing streak. K-State ain't beat Texas since 2003, y'all. I was, I was five. I was five years old. Kansas State was not even a thought. Hell, Texas wasn't even a thought. Nothing was a thought to me because I was five years old. That's the last time. That is the last time K-State beat Texas. And it's just, and of course, we know this. Any, you know, any, any part of the original Hateful Eight, you feel me? Y'all know who y'all are. It just, it just feels sweet. Knowing this, this is the very, this is the very last meeting K-State will have against Texas for a very, very long time. I don't know what the schedule's going to look like for years to come. No, honestly, don't even care no more. This, if this gonna be the last time we see them, good riddance. That's 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 been the energy of everybody in the hateful eight this season. Actually, the past couple seasons, OU as well. Okay, but I'm just saying, because Texas, Texas is good. These are the the defending, the defending and national champions, University of Texas Longhorns. That's who we're talking about, and that's who got their asses whooped at the morgue this week. I'm just. Man, honestly, if I if I wasn't wearing sweats, I'd probably get up, walk around this room, because I don't think y'all are registering what I'm saying to you right now. Little lonely old Kansas State, even though this is not the same Kansas State team people have seen in the past. We know that Jason Mansfield, he's he's racking up names, he's racking up numbers. Okay, teams coming into what the fans are calling the morgue, the morgue, because that's where teams, rape teams specifically, go into the coolers. That's what it is. Morgan Family Arena is now being nicknamed the Morgue because, bro, I'm talking 12 straight sets. 12 straight sets. Kansas State has won against ranked opponents. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, like, bro, this is such a long time coming because this is like, this is a program record for a single season that K-State has won, has won against ranked opponents. Let's see, a single season program record, five wins. Five wins. Versus ranked opponents, like, and what's and what's crazy is what is crazy is like because they, I've talked about it before a lot on the show, but you no know, coach Mansfield has brought it up a lot in his like post game interviews. He brought up that game against Nebraska. Nebraska was what I want to I want to say they were number three at the time, if I'm not mistaken. When we played them, that was the first game of the season, uh, essentially like in uh, one of these, yeah, one of the first game, first ranked opponent we faced of the season in Morgan Family Arena. They were ranked number three, and we got clapped. We did. 
we we lost that game. We we got swept. We got swept that game. I understand. I've talked about it before. Like, I don't know if we would have still won, but if some points fell here and there, I don't think we would have gotten swept. I was like, because they play really well. And Coach Mansfield talked about how the players after that game, they were they were incredibly disappointed. Like, they didn't think, be like, you know, eh, it's, you know, it's Nebraska. Nebraska's good. You know, sometimes, sometimes you lose against Nebraska. Big deal, big whoop. No, nah, that was not the energy. That was not their energy one damn bit. They were upset because they know that if a couple points went here, a couple points went there, if they were just a little bit, like, a little bit early, that's like, I'm telling you. They were upset, and I think that has fueled them throughout the rest of this season. He's like, I get it. It hasn't ever been, was the season, like, fully smooth sailing? No, I don't think so. But this is a team that is still very much in the conversation for postseason play. Because we would honestly wasn't sure, wasn't really sure about it. We were in the conversation for postseason play already before heading into KU, who was ranked number 14. Honestly, I expected us to at least, you know, split that series against KU, but unfortunately we didn't do that. It went to a five-game set first game, and then, of course, got sweeped the second game. And I was like, hey, there a lot of a lot of magic needs for them to happen, possibly for them to continue to to kind of ride into the uh, to the postseason where they're like kind of on that bubble. But bro, now you sweep number three Texas after doing that. I'm like, bro, look, I I don't I don't know I not know what will happen. They have three games left, two against Texas Tech, and of course they go on the road against number twenty two Houston. I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen in those two games. I really don't. I would like I would like to think that K State wins, but I can't see the future. But you, but if you, if you're if you're the committee, and you know that K State is on that bubble. You just gotta you gotta look at who they beat, bro. They they like they like they beat Baylor. They split the series against Baylor, right? They they beat Iowa State at home. That's pretty much got this whole damn thing rolling of ranked teams going in there to like go to sleep. You feel me? Is they started with that? Of course, obviously BYU. Not only did they sweep them, they swept them twice. They were ranked number nine in the country, top ten team. Like, are you? Kidding me right now, Jason Mansfield, bro. You are doing the damn thing, and like, I because I know right now I'm just rambling about how crazy amazing this is. But like, you know what? I gotta get, I gotta get do like the numbers. Let me get into the numbers. I got the stats for you right in front of me, because because I'm looking and I'm and I'm gonna read these off. And as I read these off, they're the numbers are kind of gonna sound fairly similar between K State and Texas in in these uh, three sets, right? So Texas ended with 44 total kills. K State ended with 45 total kills. Know what's the big thing right there? Uh, Texas had 14 errors, K State's 11. Hitting percentage, K State went stupid. K State had a three uh, 351 hitting percentage to Texas 246. So obviously that huge difference because they was just I'm sorry. They, Texas was one of this the best blocking team in the Big 12. Bro, they didn't really get they didn't really get much. They didn't really get much. They had five blocks. K State also had five blocks, which is kind of crazy to me. So these are the two best teams. In the Big 12 and blocking, and each one only had five and three sets. But still, besides what I'll keep it pushing, Texas, 40 assists. K-State, 43 assists, obviously. That moving to that that five uh, that five one formation. Izzy Shoseski, assists is literally everywhere. We'll get to her because she's straight baller. I'm talking baller. We'll get to her in a second. But of course, you have five aces for Texas, five aces for K-State. Hey, obviously, that error in the hitting percentage is what's going to stand out, but... This game, this game felt personal. It did. Watch, watching this game, watching watching the players do it, and obviously Aaliyah Carter, who actually, surprise, surprise, is going to be showing up on the show, who I'll be able to talk to, and I'm going to ask her about this game because I know when I saw her playing, it looked personal for her. It did. It looked personal to her. She had a night with 20 kills, 20 kills in three sets, bro. 
let that sit. Let that sit. 20 kills in three sets. She wanted, she, she was trying to end some people. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking like straight up killer, straight up dog. You see like, bro, when she got, when she got that final kill in the third set to put the Longhorns to bed, put them on the grill, bro, immediately horse down because that's what's going to be every single time. But it's not often that you see other players, other teams doing that anymore, considering, you know, NCAA, you like, you can't do that, yada, yada, some, some bull, some bull jive, according to that. But Aaliyah didn't care. She did not care. She did not give a single damn. And if she, like, if she knew that that was personal, the entire team knew everything was personal, bro. And honestly, if if the K-State fans were able to storm the court, which I know they were close. I know they were close to storm. I know a couple guys went in and then security, they packed it up. Of course, they're doing their job. They're doing their job. I understand. But man, how crazy would have been to see a court storm for volleyball? Like, bro, that would have been amazing. And, and security stopped it. But like, I, I know they're doing their job. I know. I'm just saying, like, it would it would have been worth it in my opinion. It would it would have been worth it. It would have been worth it. But you know, I understand. I understand. But obviously, Leah Carter, she kill up. She wanted she wanted to go. She like she, honestly, the one thing she didn't do was hit the step Curry night night. Because if she did it, bruh, bruh, I'm I'm putting that on a t shirt. You feel me? But of course, the night clinch. She had seven kills, one block. Izzy Shulseski, Izzy girl, girl, girl. And I tell you, like when I'm talking, like I'm talking MVPs of this game. Obviously, Leah Carter. Like I said, 20 kills in and in three sets. But Izzy, all, she's a baller, bro. She's just a straight-up volleyball player. You know how, like, dudes who are, like, positionless in football and they and they, and they ask me, hey, what's your what's your position? And they just say football player? Well, damn it, Izzy is a volleyball player. She ain't got no damn position. She is just a straight baller. I don't care where you put her. Honestly, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna hold you. If for, if for whatever reason, Izzy needs to be a middle blocker with her, like, what? Five eight cell, five seven cell. I think she could damn do it. I could. Cause you see the hops on that woman? She's got bunnies. She's got bunnies for days. Okay. She had two blocks. She had six kills. And she, of course, had an age because why the hell not? She is literally all over the floor for this Kansas State team. And like where they are right now, like they I don't think they would they would be in this position without her. Cause like, bro, she's literally doing everything. She's so emotional on the floor and clearly like you're like, I don't care who you are. You're going to feed off that emotion. Good, bad, I don't care. That's going to benefit you one way or a damn another because she's just going crazy out there. She's going ham. She's blocking, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This team right here. I'm not, and I, I, I almost forgot, like, uh, Britta Schmidt, six kills, two blocks. She's going to take the reins as a middle blocker when City Bowling graduates. Bro, I'm just I'm excited for this damn team, bro. I really am. From Honestly, from, from the get-go, from the start of this season, we was ready for. It. I was ready for. It. I didn't know where we'd be at this point in time, but damn it, I honestly, I couldn't. I really couldn't be happier. I really couldn't. And it's it's going it's going to be crazy. I, mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this because I got none other than the dog herself, Aaliyah Carter, coming up with some questions. And I know I'm going to ask her how this game felt to her because I'm just telling you, it looked personal. But when we come back, we will be talking to Aaliyah Carter. And of course, before I forget, please hit up Home Field Apparel. Get your new K State gear. Get you a hoodie. Get you a hat. Get whatever you want. KStateApparel.com is going to happen for you. Then also, Studio Wax, head to toe, need the hair to go away. You can get up my girl Kylie. She'll get you settled with Studio Wax. We'll be right back. I'll run it back on the Kansas City Sports Network. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
Welcome back to Run It Back. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton. Of course, if you missed me rambling on for like 15 minutes about this damn K-State team, which I will always do and stand 10 tones down with, okay, we have none other than Aaliyah Carter. Now, this woman is going, she's going to have her number in the Raptors. I promise you. Like, <laughs> I'm talking like, and Leah, I thank you for coming. Yeah. Bro. 20 kills, three sets. Obviously, nothing new to you, right? <laughs> but I'm talking about like this game against Texas, number three ranked Texas. Watching you play, honestly, watching the whole team play, this game felt personal, girl. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, it, it, like, so watching you play, it's, it seemed personal. Cause like obviously like you you gonna like go you gonna you will go out there and do your thing, but it's, this scene just to have a little bit extra oomph to it, every, like yeah. every single time. And when you got that final kill in the third set, it was immediately, yeah. And you honestly you look right in the eye too, and that's <laughs> all like, that's that's the type of time we on, that's the type of time. So please honestly go go, go through it for me, like please, the emotions, cause I know I know it was personal, girl. I know it was yeah. personal. It was really personal. I mean, cause. For me, my freshman year, we went five with Texas. I got 27 kills and we ended up losing. So from the get, I'm like, I need to get my get back. That's all the way back from 2020. So I have that in the back of my head. And then on top of that, I'm like, they don't want to be here. Like we are in Morgan Family Arena. The vibes are immaculate. We got the lights going on and off during the timeout. They're probably what like, what's going on? What's going on? We are just bringing like a different type of vibe to volleyball in general. Um, so yeah, they're a huge team. They've been number one for a while. The reigning national champs, they're used to, you know, people being on their side and having a lot of fans and all the cheering and stuff. But they, I don't think they were used to it being for the opposite team and them not hearing Texas and Longhorns and stuff like that. So yeah, it was very personal for me. And before the game even started, I looked at my teammates and my athletic trainer and I was like when we win this game I will be throwing the horns down I don't care if we're gonna have a fine I don't care about any of that I need to throw the horns down and I mean that's exactly what I did see there was an I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up because I don't know if you knew that fans have coined the Morgan family arena as the morgue <laughs> I'm like where I'm talking like where ranked teams go to be put in the cooler like what what is that vibe kind of really how has that how has that helped you guys in this season of having that type of environment? Oh, it's been amazing. I think it's helped so well. Like, um, because we before we were in Bramlage when the morgue was being, you know, set up and stuff like that. And Bramlage is cool and stuff, but it's not a volleyball arena. You know, that's for basketball, so it's big and it's the octagon doom and stuff like that. But it wasn't our home. So then being able to showcase our home that first week, we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be something so special. Like, people will not even know. Like, people are going to tell their friends, like, hey, have you been to the morgue yet? You need to go there. It's amazing. Like, just it's amazing on the court. But I couldn't imagine what it feels like just being in the um, arena when you're just watching because everybody has a great seat. So everybody can see everything. See that. And that's what I love, too, because I want to like go back to this game against Texas obviously I need to know like what was your mentality going into this game because obviously it was another ranked opponent you guys didn't have the results you wanted against KU which what was but what was that thing knowing this is gonna be the last time K-State plays Texas good riddance but knowing you what was that mentality like between those two games 
Yeah, I think KU was disappointing, but being able to bounce back, we had to be a bounce back team. Like we had no time to be crying over KU. And like everything was set up so perfectly. We were playing them at home. We were playing them in the new arena. Like they didn't even want to be here. So we needed to send them off. Goodbye. Farewell from the Big 12. Um, And that's exactly what we did. And so, and honestly, talk to me about like the growth of this team. Because like starting, like starting from the jump, I know, like I'm talking about like, like Brenna, like Brenna Schmidt, obviously Anaya Clinton, of course, Simone Sims getting in there, all these like younger players who you really didn't know too much about the start of the season compared to where they are now. Like to like, tell me about like this growth of this team and how Coach Mansfield is being able to do all this. Yeah, I said this about Izzy right after our Texas win, but we have a whole bunch of dogs on the court. Like we are also hungry to win and it everyone can see it. Like we just have a whole bunch of youngsters that are ready to step up and they want to be in their leadership role and they want to make some shake every single time they touch the ball. Like I just some like Mackenzie Morris is a great libero and she's just showing like these younger players what they can be. And you can see it in Simone like that that last rally that was so long. Mackenzie Morris getting it barely up. Simone running it down. I was like, wow, like. These DSs are a different breed. And then with Anaya, she redshirted last year. So nobody, they didn't even know what Anaya could bring to the table. At the beginning of the season, she was playing right side. She was playing outside. She can do it all. So people were like, oh, wow, like someone that can do it all, that can actually do her job amazing at all the positions. And then Brenna, she's just amazing in the middle. She's a huge force. When people see I'm nervous when I'm practicing with her, that's my teammate. I'm like, shoot. When Brenna's up there blocking me, I got to hit around her because there's no way I can hit through her. So it's like these young players are going to make a name for themselves and they're going to make a name for K-State too. And so, and also like, because knowing like the growth that these players have and like the, the development that they're going through, of course, with, of course, what Coach Mansfield is being able to do, but also like halfway through the season, I think y'all went from a 6-2 to a 5-1, right? Like what was, how has that changed for you guys? Yeah, it's very special because Lauren Hinkle, before she was a setter, she was a DS. So I think she can, again, do one of those things where it's like, if we need her to set, um, she can. If we need her to play back row, she can. And um, we've been, we usually run this type of way during practice because we only have three setters on the team. So, I mean, it really wasn't anything new to us, but I think it gave the other team a different look and they were kind of surprised with what they saw. Cause I know I feel like because Izzy Izzy's really good, bro. I, but I feel like she like thrives in this in this five one. But I like honestly, I gotta know, like, bro, what's what's Izzy's vert? Like, I like I need to know what is her vert. I don't know, but it has to be higher than mine. That's what I was saying. Because I'm like, bro, like, because I know I was like, as I'm watching the game, and of course as I'm like listening to to Brian talk about it, how teams think that they can pick on her <laughs> as far as like because they. They don't know. They don't know she got bunnies for some reason. You think they know by now, but for some reason they don't know that she got bunnies. And she's up there literally blocking alongside Britta where their heads are literally same level. Right. Like, what girl, what the hell are you being able to do to be able to do this? And honestly, like it's insane. Like, just talk talk to me about like the baller that she has been for this team, bro. Yeah. I mean, again, she has that dog mentality. Like, if you think about dog mentality, you can see it on the court. Um, against Texas she got up and killed it twice she blocked the outside and it's just like I could just sit back 
in the back row and be like, wow, like this is absolutely nuts. Like it's so nice. And just the confidence she has, it makes you want to have confidence too. Cause you're like, dang, I want to play like that. She's amazing. An amazing setter, amazing person. And yeah, I love Izzy. It's I, I love what's being able, like what's being built with this team close with coach Mansfield, obviously adding Izzy in, of course you had Liz in as well as in the transfer portal and the growth of the young players on this team. And I think that this team's going to be damn good next year. But I do I do want to know. I do want to ask. I don't know if anyone's asked you this or if you ever answered. But do you have a COVID year? And if you do, uh, are you planning on coming back? What, what, what's the deal? What's the deal? Um, I feel like it's been back and forth for sure. But I am going to be honest. I do have a COVID year. I'm graduating in December. Um. But, you know, I paid my dues here at K-State. You got four good years out of me. And um, I'm leaning towards going somewhere else, saying what else um, has in store for me. And I want those youngsters to step up and show y'all what they have because I'm ready for them just to take this team and run. Well, I appreciate that honesty. Honestly, I'm I'm glad. If I didn't ask you this question, I don't think I would be able to live it myself because when am I going to get that opportunity again, right? But Leah, thank you so, so much for being able to come on the show. Best of luck for the rest of the regular season and hopefully making that push towards the postseason. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
Welcome back to Run It Back. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and we are on the Kansas City Sports Network. Of course, if you missed before, talked a lot of good stuff about K-State Volleyball whooping number three Texas at home, beating them three to nothing, which is crazy, snapping a 39-game losing streak to the Longhorns. And of course, I had none other than Aaliyah Carter on the show, was able to talk to her about that game, about her future. As far as her playing volleyball with the Cats, it's going to be great, it's going to be crazy. But now, moving on to some K-State women's basketball. They played against Little Rock, I want to say, on Saturday, 1 o'clock. I wasn't able to catch that game, so I had to rewatch it this morning. And honestly, light work. All right, light work. They uh, they beat they beat them 77-39. to uh, Yoki had her 50th career double-double. No biggie, no sweat. Just scoring 32 points to go with 10 rebounds in limited minutes as well. I'm sorry. Little Rock, they couldn't, they couldn't handle her. They couldn't, they couldn't handle her. Honestly, we haven't seen anyone who has been able to. It's just, it just be what it be. It just be what it be. Of course, it was light work. Like I said, K-State won 77 to 39. K-State shot 56% from the field. Uh, they outscored Little Rock in the paint 30 to 6. I know that's wild. So obviously, like I said, packed them up light work. But the thing is, because now that you got this game out of the way. Now the focus turns to Iowa. Yes, Iowa Hawkeyes. This will be game number two with them. Uh, They came into Bramlage last year probably expecting to leave with a win. I'll be honest with you, I expected them to leave with a win because I think they were ranked number four last year in case they beat them. Case they beat Iowa. Caitlin Clark and Iowa 83 to 84 in that game was absolutely insane. I was doing sideline for it. It was on ESPN Plus. I honestly, I, I unfortunately, I feel like the like our fan base does not know the magnitude of beating this team because unfortunately it was early in the season. Obviously, didn't have Yoki. No one probably really got confident in how the season was go. There wasn't a lot of fans in the stand. It sucked that there was not a lot of fans in the stand to see us beat freaking Iowa. Iowa, who was in the national championship game. Iowa. Caitlin Clark, literally the coldest, the coldest mofo to touch the floor for like for, for college sport, for any actually any college sport. Forget just women's sports, just college sports in general, right? And, and a lot of, and a lot of fans missed it. Even though I know that was the case this year. I don't think people won. But now K State is gonna go to Iowa, uh, where they are ranked, I wanna say number three. So they are they are one position better than than when we played them last year. Uh, honestly, I'll say, I can't say I'm not confident. I mean, like, if this K-State team was able to beat them last year, what's stop, I'm sorry, what's stop, what's stopping us from beating them again? Truly, truly, I, I want to know. I want to know the answer. The only thing that I, that I am con- really concerned about is obviously Caitlin Clark. Because Caitlin Clark, she, she's that one. She, like, she, she is literally that one. Top three, she's not the two or the three. That's dog. She's a killer. And that's why I'm concerned because she was like, she was already damn good. She's like, what, junior last year? We've been new three years of Caitlin Clark. We've been new what she was. And now she's 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 a killer. And I think that she's going to remember last year's game losing to us. And she might come out with a vengeance. That's that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the only terrifying thing to me about this, about this team, as it should be, because it's it's literally the the Caitlin Clark show, as it should be. She's going to be a number one 
overall draft pick for the WNBA. That's point blank, period. Okay, that's that's what she's going to be because she's that damn good. So I know it's I know it's tall. T- I know it's tall order. I know it's a, a tough ask. That if this K State team, who is pretty much, I think their identity, I think their identity is defense. That's they were really to me they were a really good defensive team last year. They have stepped up the defense even more this year. But of course, this is these are not to be not like not to be a, a butthole about it. But they're playing scrubs. <laughs> they're playing scrubs. But the defensive intensity was obviously it was there for them. So it is going to need to be there again for this Iowa Cyclone team, because or at least yeah, Iowa High guys, my fault. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm going through their roster. Honestly, they they lost a few key pieces. Iowa did from their team who went to the who went to the championship game last year, and I was and I'm going I was going through their roster right, and I don't think they have a they don't have anyone that can match up against against Yoki. Yoki is going to be the tallest individual on that floor at 6'6". They're like, their next tallest player is, I think, I want to say a 6'3 center, but I want to say that she doesn't play a whole bunch. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I haven't watched I haven't watched Iowa play basketball so far this season. But looking like looking on it and seeing like uh, some of the stats from Iowa's win against Virginia Tech, it was number three versus number five. They And they won that game 80-76. to 76. It was a tough game. But... I, I honestly I don't I don't think they got anyone to match up against Yoki. I really I really don't. And I get that offense offense is probably gonna it's gonna start out a little bit slow this uh probably this season. Uh, and I talked about that last week with John Grove. How you no know, the like this is the this is the third year where Coach Vinny has to construct a different offense. Because of course you had like you had Yoki uh, surrounded by freshmen and everything ran through her. Right, and then of course you have last year where you don't have Yoki, and you've had to develop these younger players, and they were able to do that. But now you have to find a way to you have Yoki get hers, and also you know that your other your other players who has you have the complete utter comp- confidence in that can really get a bucket. You got You got to set things up for them as well. So I understand. I like, get the offense is going to start out a little slow. It's going to start out a little slow. But if there is any time where they want to get things moving, get things jumping. It's got to. It's got to be. It's got to be this week. It's, it has got. It has got to be this week because I don't know if you can afford a slow offensive start with this team. Like I get it. Like right now, it, it is. It is the Caitlin Clark show. She scored forty four points against Virginia Tech. Uh, see, she was thirteen of seventeen from the free throw line, thirteen of thirty one from the field. All right. Obviously, like I said, that's it's her show. It's her show. Uh, then of course you had. Uh, Forgive me if I pronounce these wrong. If for any Iowa fans out there listening, but uh, Fulter he had two points but fourteen rebounds as a guard. And Stolik, I know I'm pronouncing these wrong. My fault. But uh, she had twelve points. And then Ferbron Bark. God, y'all got some really hard names on this team. Eight points. And of course, Martin with ten. All right. So now we're talking about, of course, K State basketball going to be up against Iowa for the second time. K State obviously, like I mentioned before, they got the better of them in a one point game that was absolutely crazy. Beating them 84 to 83. And honestly, a wild thing to say that K State held Caitlin Clark 27 points. I mean, considering how she was getting bucket after bucket after bucket with literally almost every single opponent that she has faced that entire season, to hold her to 27 points is immaculate. Okay. Even though, and honestly, I will say, like, about half of those came from the free throw line. I like, I will say, actually, 13 of her 27 points came from the free throw line. So, 
her shot wasn't necessarily falling in that game. You know, I'm not, not really fully right worried, like worried about it. It's just one of those games where her shot wasn't falling. Like I'm sure she wants to, because this is this is a woman who literally is averaging like thirty something points a game. She was and she was she was practically averaging almost forty in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so that's why I'm like, bro, it's crazy that we only had her score twenty seven. I'm just saying, nice little brag, nice little brag. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that brag out there too, since we did win that game. But obviously, this is second time around. K-State will be going away to play this game. This game will be played in Iowa. Their atmosphere is insane. Honestly, some might even argue that Iowa is a basketball school, specifically a women's basketball school, okay? Because they're that damn good. They they build up a football, they filled up a football arena um when Iowa played. I don't not I don't remember who they played. It was a it was a scrub team, and that scrub team unfortunately got uh like triple digit on. Like they like Iowa scored over hundred points on them. So it's just it's just sucks you have to just have to play Iowa like that as a scrub team. But they're good. They're really good. We know this. And the chance for K-State to do it again, if by some, if I'm going to tell y'all right this right now, if by some chance that K-State does it again, I I will scream to the heavens. There is a window right across from me in a place that I just moved into. People don't know me, but I will open that window. I will scream to the heavens as loud as I possibly can that K-State beat Iowa yet again. They they own the entire state of Iowa last year, beating Iowa and Iowa State. They somehow doing it again, knowing that those two teams are the truth. Shoot, bro, shoot. And I'm telling you, and I know, like, like strategically wise, I was talking about it before. I know K State offense is. It's, it's, I expected to start slow this season, and and so far it it kind of has, kind of has. They've kind of solidified themselves as a defensive team, but. For them to be able to do, they gotta they gotta start this offense quickly with this game because I know last year, this game being so close, obviously give gotta give credit to Gabby Gregory and Strand Sundell. They both scored twenty four points in that game, but the unsung hero was none other than my girl Sarah Shamatsi. She scored eighteen points in that game, and I'm clearly, obviously, if anyone can do simple math, we would we, like we we're not winning that game without Sarah. We're like we're not winning that game without Sarah at all. And I remember talking to Iowa's head coach out of halftime. Because it was like, honestly, it was a close game. I'm not, I don't remember the exact score of what it was at halftime, but it was close. I think, I think, I don't, I don't know if we were up or not. And if we were, it was going to be like single digit, maybe like four or five. And if they were up, it was going to be either up by four or five. And I asked the coach, like, yo, how do y'all, how do y'all kind of like pull away against this, like against this K-State team? And then she was, you know, just going on and on. And she's saying like, they're like that, like that Sarah girl, like someone who hasn't really scored a lot at that point in the season just came out of nowhere and it was just raining it was just raining threes on him so obviously like K-State does not win that game without Sarah and so now you need you like of course you're going to need another game with the with that X factor and obviously you're going to have Yoki back that is a damn huge help because like I said I don't think Iowa has anyone that can straight up like match up with her I don't think there's anyone that can out rebound her I don't think there's anyone that can really like block her like that I like I really think that Yoki has a huge chance to eat against the, the third ranked team in the country but now you got to see like now you got to see who else is going to be able to do this having three scores in triple digits last year obviously like I said hell before this week Serena Gabby 24 points and like I said Sarah with 18 if Gabby's gonna have that chance to get to the free throw line and do what she needs to do from beyond the arc she will do that of course Serena Sundell she got a, uh, the ability to go downhill and, and and like and do like a little layup with that sweet left hand that she got there, there's that possibility. And, J- and Jalen, honestly, I don't, I don't think we have to worry about her scoring. If she can, if she can do her best. She can do her best. 
to try to put the clamps on Caitlyn Clark. And I know putting the clamps on hers might be different than putting the clamps on other players because sometimes Caitlyn is just going to get hers because she's that damn, that, that damn good. She's going to get hers. But honestly, if Jalen doesn't have to worry about having to score as much, if she can just be there defensively and get some rebounds, I think, honestly, I think we'd be in some pretty good shape. I really do. I really do. Like, like I said, I don't know. I don't know the outcome will be. But I don't, I don't see this as a long shot for K-State. I really, truly don't. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand 10 toes down on it, too. This can be a true, true opportunity. And it's, I understand it's a road game. K-State was horrible on the road last year. Like, they didn't, they didn't win a single road game. Actually, this game against Little Rock was played at Little Rock, and it snapped an 11-game road, like, 11-game losing streak on the road. And I just clearly not going to get no easier if you're starting off with Iowa now. So, but this ain't the same team as last year's team. It's, it's really not. It's not the same team. And this game against Iowa will be on Thursday at 7.30 on FS1. Mind you, this game was 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 on ESPN Plus last year. It was on ESPN Plus last year. We And everyone knew how good Iowa was last year. But now, K-State women's basketball going to be on FS1 primetime. Primetime against one of the best teams in the country. Y'all, y'all better, y'all TV better be tuned in. FS1, 7.30. I'm going to say it as many times as I need to because everybody needs to sit their behinds down and watch this happen because K-State has a has a true, true chance to be able to do it again, all right? And honestly, that's that's all that's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say about it. They have this opportunity. They're going to pack, they could pack them up. We going to see. We just going to sit there and see. But something else that y'all got to see before I end this show is that K-State football, Kansas football, another Sunflower Showdown will be happening this weekend on Saturday at 6 o'clock. And K-State fans, if you are unable to make the trip to Lawrence, fret not, worry not, because the Kingdom Bar and Grill will be hosting a watch party for that game on Saturday, November 18th. I know y'all know what day it is, because this game is always marked on everybody's calendar. So please hit up the Kingdom Bar and Grill for all your K-State shenanigans and honestly if there's even some kansas fans listening show up too. equal shenanigans we all about it just some friendly sunflower showdown for the umpteenth hundred year in a row all right expect to see y'all there but that's all i have for running back talked a lot about k-state volleyball doing the damn thing against texas of course talking with the goat herself Aaliyah carter and then k-state women's basketball having a chance to upset iowa for the second straight season we're going to see how this goes, but I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.